Let's go. How are we doing tonight, Bingetown? This is your boy PD, aka producer Dave. Here with me, I have Kyle, our rook, and our vets, Paul and Luke. However, we are joined by our OG homie, Algiviatis. Yes, ladies, he is single. <laughs> we are discussing today only episode five of Alice in Borderland, just because we felt that there was a lot to break down this episode. We get introduced to quite a few new characters and some new plot points, so we wanted to take our time and talk through it. Now that the intro is out of the way, Luke, take over from here. So first thing I want to say is this episode was lit. It was the best one of the season by far. And so far. when we were going through and taking our notes, we kind of collectively just agreed that there are so many different info dumps here that are so important to the end game of where Alice and Alice in Borderland is heading that it was just worth it to split this out as its own episode. And Dave already mentioned so many new characters here. And speaking of which, we're going to have a quick hitting segment here specifically for Kyle, where we want to get his initial take of all these new characters that we got introduced to before the rest of us vets taint our opinion of these characters for him, just how we talk about them and stuff. So with that being said, Kyle, I'm going to I'm going to list the names of the people or descriptions if we don't have a name yet. And you just kind of talk about what you're feeling, if you like them, don't like them, think okay. they have potential or not. Should I rate them out of. Five or ten? Do five. Sounds good. Yeah, do the Rick zero, Leach. one, two scale. If I would have sex with them, basically. Or yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, every no five. One to five is fine. One to five is fine. Go. Okay, I'm in. So, all right, we're gonna do this by factions. First, we'll start off with one of the newer factions we got introduced this episode. It's the militant. So we saw him in episode two, the tag game. But I want your take on him and how you how your perception of him changed a little bit with more info and dialogue here for Agony, the leader of the militants. Okay, so I'm going to give him a solid four out of five. I like it. I yeah. like it. I agree. He was with that definitely a beast in episode two. Also, he like literally killed a tiger with his fist. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's like easily four out of five worthy. If not five out of five worthy. But I really like how he has this huge role. I feel like we didn't really expect that from mm -hmm. episode two. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, we even gassed the shit out of him in episode two. Like, oh, this dude can fight. He's cool. Even mm -hmm. though he did sacrifice his boy. But uh, I like him a lot. I like the scar. I like the yeah, military the fatigues. You know, I like how he just like whipped the piss. I like how he shot the first shot and then and then put his second hand. That was like, OK, like this is going to take a couple shots. That fucking punch was savage. It was so ridiculous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I will give him a four out of five. All right. So cool. Now, our next character we have is his number one or number two. We don't know yet. Niragi. And this is the guy who who w always is rocking the assault rifle. He's always wearing black and white, crazy anime kind of looking character. What do you think about him so far? He's interesting. Um, we don't get, I mean, we get the most of him compared to the rest of the militants, but I would say that I'll give him a three out of five. Uh, I do like his look and I do kind of like his demeanor, but I also, he kind of does seem like we talked a little bit before we recorded that he's kind of like that someone who we're meant to hate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he kind of has that cocky, confident vibe that like, I'm just kind of like, no, I'm going to be like, fuck this guy. So I'll, I'll give him a solid three out of five. Yeah, you know he's going to be stirring the pot. Oh, yeah. He's yes. definitely a pot stirrer. Dude, spoiler, that fucking guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, he fucking, I hate him. Sorry. No, but in a good way. I think he portrays anime characters so well for a live adaption. I was going to say, whenever we say, I feel like whenever we say we hate a character, it's not like they're actor. It's just like, you know, I think it's more so like we hate the character because their actor is so good. You we'll know? straight up You're say, meant to. we'll straight up say if we hate your actor. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't be afraid to tell you how it is. And I want you to say that if you think anyone is just portrayed terribly. It's, yeah, it's also very difficult because they're speaking in Japanese. So yeah. I can't really tell if they're a good or bad actor. Right, but, like if yeah. they're. Yeah. 
All right. So next up, we don't have the name of this character yet, but I know Alki, if you're if you're on the next podcast, you're going to love talking about him. I love talking about him, too. The bald <laughs> guy with the samurai katana. Yes. Right? Yes. This is a five out of five. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think I think we're biologically wired to be interested in bald tattooed people who wear or wield katanas rather. Yep. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> he kind of no fear, just like walked up to a tiger, I believe. And just kind of that one. I'm sorry, one sword kind of draw killed it. And I was just like, okay, obviously this guy's going to be an amazing character. Uh, Reminds me of the character from Bleach. Uh, what's his name? Begins with an I. Ikaku. Ikaku, right? Yeah. yeah. I, the tattoos look sick. Obviously, there's like so much more to him than what meets the eye. Oh my so God. it's going to be very interesting <laughs> to find that out. I Let's love go. how his katana has such a long handle. You guys He's, notice that? Yeah, it's it like does, yeah. huge. Just, he is cool. the uh, thumbnail too. Uh, you know how Netflix shows thumbnails. Yes. There's usually two or three of them. He's one of them, oh, and it's just him just sitting there with the sword, looking like a badass. <laughs> They're like, let's get the most interesting looking guy. Yeah. Just throw him on a poster. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you know, as human beings, we're like hardwired to be interested in people like that. He reminds me of uh, Samurai Champloo. The the crate. The obviously, he's meant to be more villainous. This bald guy. The second main character in Samurai Champloo has like, like a really the, the more serious a, guy. No, the other the not oh, serious like the guy. The breakdance guy. The breakdance yeah, guy. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, unorthodox yeah. fighting style. Like All I right. get that vibe from him. Yeah, personality is complete opposite. Yeah, but yeah, the fighting like, style I can see that. Yeah. God, I can't wait to Kyle to see more on him. <laughs> All right, our next character that finishes out the militants that we get introduced. Let's quickly talk about. We don't have the name of Whitehair yet, so I'm still going to be referring to him as Whitehair this episode. Silver. But his friend Kuina who is in Arisu's game later on. So what do you think about Kuina? This is another five out of five. All right. <laughs> uh I like Kuina a lot. I like her look. I also it was interesting to me. I, I couldn't tell. I feel like she's hiding something. Obviously she is hiding something. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like she portrays herself in a way that makes her come off as like kind of dumber than she is or weaker than she is. Uh so I'm interested to find out more about her. But I will say that she's I think she's very hot. And I like how her and white hair seem to be he is an executive. She is not. But they obviously seem to have some type of their own thing going on. Mm-hmm. So I think... Uh, oh, my God. I can't... <laughs> I just want more. I, yeah, I just think that she seems like We're her good. and White Hair are going to be good allies, or at least good people for Arisu and Usagi to kind of work together with. Okay. Hmm. Now we're going to run through the four other notable characters we get introduced here. And this is the Hatter faction, right? The non-militant executives. So starting from the least important or least screen time, I should say, we have the nerd executive. Uh, I don't think they give his name yet, but he clearly is just brains. So what do you think about this guy? Uh, I like him a lot. I I just am kind of drawn to that like character archetype or archetype however it uh, is pronounced he just kind of i I literally wrote in my notes that i I just fucking rock with this guy i like that he kind of has that like cool-headed right-hand man vibe Mm -hmm. while we have the eccentric kind of leader i think he seems like he gives a good balance to the hatter and he's going to play a very important role going forward it feels like okay and now the next uh executive that didn't get a lot of screen time this episode is we were talking about this pre-podcast don't know what to call her the crazy ab smile girl yeah abs (laughs) black dress and abs yeah uh, you know what I'm referring to, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'll give her a three out of five only because uh, she's attractive, but she just seems kind of crazy and she's probably going to create problems down the line. It, it was just kind of just even suggesting that they, I mean, I guess I get the mindset of like, you know, most people don't matter in their trek towards collecting a full deck for the Hatter. Just like, yeah, we'll just throw people into a hearts game and kill them all just so one person can win. It's kind of like, all right, fuck this bitch. Psycho. Just smiling. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then our next stop is Anne, who is the executive that is in Arisu's game. She gets the most screen time of the non-hatter. Uh, I'll give her a four out of five. I'm generous. Um, no one got lower than a three out of five. Yeah. About it. That's all good, though. No, that's, that's, they are, I told you. This is good. why we're trying to get these people to watch Alice in Borderland, because all the characters are amazing from even the three star ones that you just gave like they're i i like them all mm-hmm. so. they're very intriguing everybody has you don't really yeah, know exactly. a lot too they don't they do a good job of not really revealing everything right away it keeps you like wanting to keep and in, keep being involved in the show that's why it's so good yeah, yeah I, I would say and i mean just the role that she played in this episode is one that was incredibly interesting mm-hmm. how she kind of the first person we've ever seen basically know what was going on in the game from the get-go and it was interesting that she was kind of just like testing Arisu. Are you sure you're okay with that, Arisu? Yeah, right. <laughs> and also, I just loved the two smirks that she gives where he like says something and figures it out. And then she kind of like gives yeah. a half smirk. I was like, this bitch. That was really cool. <laughs> I I loved Anne a lot more in this watch than the first time. I don't really remember caring about her too much, but just paying attention specifically to her. I, I thought she was incredible. She was she was good. Yeah. yeah. I, this episode, uh, was that all of them? I'm sorry. No, no one more. Okay. So obviously we got to talk about Hatter. True, the goat. That's dude. a five. That's a five. Yeah, that's a five. Yeah, <laughs> he's a beast. He literally came in the room and it was like, all right, I fuck with this guy from the get go. That's literally in my notes. I like this guy just portrays everything I want to be in like a character in an dude, anime. Also, yeah, <laughs> if you grow your hair out and you keep going with that, I think like, yeah, you can grow up, as a I'll take it. I'll do that then. Wait, Hatter cosplay sure. coming this uh this Halloween to a Philadelphia bar near you? Maybe two years from now. <laughs> two, okay, yeah, I need some time. The sound crew basically just made this whole episode around him. They did such a good job of killing the sound in the background whenever he had important shit to say, but then also giving him that goofy fun vibe and, and just like the fun uh, disco music when he's leaving. It just, just, I loved it all. I thought Hatter's just introduction got me so hype and I'm happy that you like him. Yeah, without a doubt. Also, his fucking outfit is amazing. Yeah. I love the character design for that. Yeah, he's so just, everything. I can't say a negative thing about him. I mean, I, even as we get even a little backstory about him, which was intriguing. He seemed like he might have been like a little bit of a dick. Obviously, he's somewhat selfish because he's like, I'm the number one. I'm going to be the hero. But I want to touch on that. I just want more of him. I, I feel like I want more of him more than any other character in the show. Just, Definitely has a good anime design. I feel like always remember that this is a take on Alice in Wonderland. So the fact that he is the Mad Hatter character in this world, that has to play a part into it, too, because even when the actual Mad Hatter and the actual Alice in Wonderland story is doing things. Sometimes he says things that make him seem a little evil. And sometimes he says things that makes him, you know, he's always, he's all over the place. And that's, I think he just does that really well here. I think it should have been a prerequisite to watch Alice Mm -hmm. in Wonderland before this, because I haven't seen that since I was like, seven and i totally don't remember anything and i'm sure there's so much more. yeah me, me and luke look at each other because like the only reason we have like i guess a deep knowledge not even deep it's like a shallow knowledge of alice in wonderland is because of kingdom, kingdom hearts, hearts yeah. baby Greatest I, game of all so time. We, me and luke just looked at each other we just i fuck so hard seen right the there. one i never seen that. i saw that that's a good one too and i that's the one i think of when i when i'm comparing all these characters they, I, w- yeah. I want to say something about the hatter i think he's obviously really cool mm-hmm. he's a dope character he's a great introduction like he has so much knowledge that even like arisu hasn't concluded yet inferred on his own yet mm-hmm. but i found him like i was annoyed like he's taking advantage of all these people and one by one they're gonna get free or whatever as what we know right now and I was just like, damn, we got to take this. To be honest, when I first watched it and when I'm watching it now as my rewatch, I'm like, this guy's 
we got to take him down somehow. Like I want Arisu to. <laughs> oh, he's definitely not pure out, good. Yeah, like yeah, to figure out a way to take him down. I think he's fun to watch. Chaotic, chaotic neutral. I was just gonna say on the chart, where do you think he is? Chaotic neutral. I would say no. Chaotic good, if anything. I think. I think his intentions are there. Like he wants to end the games. But I would say I would agree with that, especially because I feel like in his heart, yeah, obviously he wants to be the one that survives, and he has that line, like I mentioned, whatever, two minutes ago, that he wants to be the hero. But at the same time, like he is giving those people like a much better hope experience and hope. Like, look at what Arisu, Ichigo, and fucking Shota and Shibuki's life was like. Like, that's what a lot of people who are in the game are living like that. His you name is I mean? Karl Rube, man. Come Dude, on. it's fucking Ichigo. <laughs> Shibuki's but, hot. Yeah, yeah, she definitely is. <laughs> but like, she's a, bitch. a lot of people are out there living in the dirt, like doing nothing. So, I mean, at least for them, like, that's yeah. in, exactly in days, how I take it. In their is. days between games, like, yeah, I mean, fucking partying. Yeah, do you, do you see him give that speech? He gives that speech every night before games start. I would fucking fight for this man. Like, hell yeah. I would murder so many people after hearing that speech. Oh, my God. Fuck he's, everyone. He's got a good ability of, like, you know, leading. Obviously, his means are maybe not what I agree with, but his goals are not bad. This dude's got conquerors hockey if there were in this yeah, universe. Sure. He's, got he's one in a million. Hockey. So we can start getting into it before we, because we're going to be talking a lot more about these characters, so I'm ready to get into it. Dude, so we dude. open with Arisu and As Usagi. Basically, Usagi is just teaching Arisu how to survive in the real world without, you know, food, like just hunting animals, uh, camping out outside, all this stuff. And we get a little awkward moment of him sharing a tent with Usagi, which I thought was really cute and, you know, kind of funny, too, because he's sitting outside and he's just getting eaten by mosquitoes. Dude, the sweat. We were talking about the sweat. <laughs> he had the sweat on the neck when he was like in the tent, just looking like wide eyed open. And first of all, he did not look like he was going to get any sleep. He was yeah. supposed to go in there to get sleep. And his eyes were not even close to being shut. Yeah, he his was just tight. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that is for sure. He pitched a tent. He pitched a tent inside of a tent. That, I mean, I would have been doing the same goddamn thing, but I was just funny, too, because the scene opens up. And the first thing I noticed was there's only one tent. Mm. Like I was like, look at these two. There's one tent, and then he just like lays outside. I'm like, bro, what's going on? To backtrack a little bit, when they were show to us that they were their main goal was to find the beach. They went up to some guys at the Ferris wheel, whatever, and then they were just kind of looking over the city, like, where the hell is this beach? You guys see that bridge? That was a nice bridge. It's the same bridge from before. <laughs> same bridge. <laughs> Probably look it up. It was a good one. Alrighty. Next, uh, after a nice little nap, it's still nighttime. Games are starting up, so Arisu and Usagi decide to scout out some of these games. Arisu approaches a couple of random players, just asking them questions about the beach. They don't know anything about it. So as they're staking out one of the games, as it ends, Arisu notices that some of the guys are wearing a wristband, which is similar to the, the exact same one that Agune had in episode two. With that information, they kind of give chase to these people, but this is the, kind of the first time we see cars being utilized. So I thought that was a pretty interesting aspect of this because... How do they work? I guess they're just older they're just cars. Old. Yeah, that's they don't I, have they don't have any like, electrical circuits. And electrical yeah, yeah. circuits and exactly there are some dope whips. Yeah, so somehow using their legs, they're able to keep up with these cars and eventually end up at the beach, where yeah, they beach. kind of are laying in the in the bushes, kind of scouting out. When all of a sudden they are both taken, and this is where we get some fun. I think only thing I want to say about that beginning montage is I think it's awesome that they just work together so well and that they show you that Al Alice Arisu is getting his survival skills down. Mm. He's just a natural learner. Yeah, yeah. he did pick up on that. Uh, I was going to say, I love how Arisu completely went from being somebody who did 
nothing. All he did was sit on his ass and play video games to he's literally saying to Usagi, I don't want to waste any second. Like I want to, I want to learn as much as I possibly can. Like I'll go hunt these boars with you. Um, I need to learn all these survival skills for my friends. Growth eventually having sex with Usagi. Oh yeah, he's gonna pile. Dude. Oh my god, <laughs> is that a spoiler? <laughs> I'm it's just not, but like they do a good job of shipping yeah, them, like with the tent good. and stuff. That was good. Oh, I wanted to say, not only is she teaching him, I think with with him, she's excelling too because he's got a lot of brains. He's got good wit. Like she, when he was like, keep an eye out for those people with the wristbands. You know, like mm-hmm. she's gonna, she's surviving. Because of him too. Working it's not. Well. It's not just. Uh, yeah. It's not just her. If there's anything we've seen from Odyssey these past few episodes is that he can bring out the best. I think in a lot of people. Yeah, classic yeah. main. Pro- yeah, exactly. Just protagonist. the protagonist characteristic. This scene we're gonna pretty much break down. Yeah, this is gonna day. be really tough. This is gonna be a very intricate scene. So Adisu and Usagi uh, wake up with a bunch of people surrounding them. Adisu is asking questions about the beach and the games. We get the Mad Hatter introduction. He comes in and. We just know immediately, like Kyle said, he just arrives and he just has this presence, this aura around him that just, you know, he's the leader of the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was definitely one scene where I was like really picturing it in my head what it would look like, like black and white drawn. This scene where he comes up from behind them and is like decked out in like the colorful outfit and everything. It was just, it's just a great entrance Don't, for someone. We have all the answers that you're looking for. Arisu was like, I, I heard I'd find the answer if I came to the beach. And of course, perfect timing. It was he was on the other side of that door waiting for a yeah. reason to say that. <laughs> Kicked it in. We have all the answers. And just to let you know, Kyle, don't obviously look at the Wikipedia page because you could get some spoilers. But the character designs of the actual characters in the show are so well done compared to their manga counterparts. Like it's mm-hmm. insane. So the Hatter looks right on point to his manga. Character. And just to recap, in this room, the executives we have are Anne, the crazy ab small bitch, nerds, nerd executive. And then Hatter, right? I don't yes. think any other of the, no one like, else just matters. Is, nerd, nerd executive was the <laughs> coolest man. He was like, uh, was like, oh, dude, sorry to rough you up. Like we exactly. just saw like people sneaking around. He's that classic anime pushing glasses guy like mm-hmm. this. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the the cards on the wall. It's pretty dope. Yeah, and it was I was like a great reveal where it's you like you know before they say it what it is, mm-hmm. and it's like oh fuck. Yeah. Like, did you look right at the hearts at the seven? No, not the seven. Oh, the, fir- the first thing I noticed was that they didn't have the four clubs or diamond. The first thing I did in my first words. watch through, I was like, seven hearts. That seems like a hard one. And he's got it. And then I looked. I was like, holy shit. It's the <laughs> only one not crossed off. And then none of the face cards are crossed off, yeah. too. Yeah. I, right, I just want to say one. that this scene and then an- another scene later just does such a good job of playing the part of asking questions from the audience was audience's perspective. Pretty much. They almost hit every single random question you would want to know about this world and and their methods about getting these game cards it's just incredible and I, that's why i was so looking forward to this episode because the first four episodes really felt like a prequel setup to this and now we're getting into the real plot and then we're laying the foundation for what this world's rules are and just the end game and this scene dave you can keep taking us through starts with that opening of the card walls that information drop is just amazing to see that they're only missing face cards and then three other cards, right? It's like the right. two of clubs and something else. Yeah, it's a clubs, ten of hearts, four diamonds, and four of diamonds. Correct. Yeah. I also, um, I thought it was odd that aces were positioned ones. less than two. Yeah, like ones. I mean, not that it really matters that it much. It doesn't matter, but I think I mean, their intended purpose. Their intended purpose. I'm pretty sure aces one mm-hmm. usually. So. How relieving would that be? You go into a game all of a sudden, 
Ace of Spades. Oh my God! The challenge. Ten push-ups. Yeah, but then you have to go that that next day. You have to go in a game again. No, uh, it's just whenever your visa is going to expire. Well, you oh, you're saying one because day. it's the one day. Yeah, 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 that shit. Yeah, and I would think point. like the first person who got an ace, the game, I guess, if you knew that the the level was, you know, the difficulty, like you would see the ace and be like, oh, fuck, like this oh, is the yeah. hardest game me. possible. That would be <laughs> yeah, well. that's what I thought it was going to be. Oh, if I, I was the first the day and I saw an ace, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, that's why I mean, it matters a lot that aces are ones. I was just shocked by it. I like this scene a lot because I think up till now, Arisu's obviously been the smartest character, even in the games that he's been a part of the first game and at the tag game, like he saved everyone, even though white haired guy had like an idea of what to do. Mm -hmm. He was right there. Now we met a lot of characters that are presumably smarter than these are the big dogs and we get like a good power level reveal which is the classic anime trope right there and i thought that was really cool and something on the rewatch i appreciated it even more fuck yeah kind of go along with that i really even with all these smart people around him he's like well what if i just like refuse your offer and he was like you can't reject me bitch (laughs) plus your visa is expiring today so like you're you're screwed anyway And he had the tally is like the circles with the I thought that was so weird. Like, who the heck is going to yeah. m- m- circle it? Out he wants to be yeah, sure. You got to be. Yeah, you got to be sure, sure your yeah, visa is going to yeah, be ending right. that because day. If you I don't, say, if you don't join a game after a while, your phone dies and you can't tell how much is left on your visa. We found that out in episode two. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you if it's been a while since you played in a game, you have no idea how many days like, you could just lose it and die. I also like how Hatter kept calling it a country. And Irish was like, like what do you mean country keep seeing saying that and he's like well i mean come on like we got visas you know right. you gotta have a visa to go into a country yeah it mm-hmm. makes sense have we even we haven't even explained the reason of the board so hatter states that there's only one way to end this hellish nightmare we clear all the games collect all the playing cards and usagi asks if that will return them to the original world and this is where it comes in paul what he was just saying is that he was saying the original world will not return. Only one person can return to the real world. And then he starts throwing these this term around of a country. And like you said, Paul, visas. So it kind of makes sense. But I feel like, does it confirm that this is definitely not the real world? Like, well, I mean, it doesn't confirm it, but I think that's the most knowledge we get on it. And these people have been here for a while. So I wanted to take that to Kyle, where it sounds like, at least from this point of episode five, that our idea is it's a parallel dystopian world and it, you're in this foreign accidental country is what he calls it and you can return home if you get all the cards so and, he do, and, he, and i just want to say yeah. real quick hatter did say that he had quote-unquote credible sources to yeah so that, that was, was the point. thing that made me like kind of think like okay maybe like he does actually know but i mean i like the character but i feel like i'm taking credible sources with a grain of salt when yeah. he says it yeah but, uh, I, I also think that it's probably just hard to think like imagine it but i don't think it's there's like an island next to japan that is this Japan that they're in. Once they get, they just like, you know, cross in a boat to go back to Japan. I feel like it's still the fact that like they're in like a different dimension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that you know? I think that's clear. Cause with the cigarette, you guys talked about. Yeah. The yeah. I just, I mean, I, it's still on that, that they're not in the same pretty much dimension that they were in. I, I also thought it was interesting going along when he said the credible sources, he says after that, like before you entered this world, we already thoroughly investigated everything about this country. And that's so just going back on, like, we have no idea really how time works. Mm-hmm. Like obviously people have been here way longer than Arisu has and it's interesting of like I, I how long yeah how long have these people been here like why is it so segmented like that like how did not everyone get transferred at the same, at the same exact time, time? Yeah. right like obviously the hatter's been there forever it seems yeah. like yeah. and also uh the nerd number two guy 
he's like, oh, there've never, there've never been a game. There's never been a game outside of Tokyo. So they've explored outside of yeah. Tokyo, I guess. That's in the executive conversation later, but yeah, that that's oh, a great point. Oh, Just to go back to world building in the beginning when they were hunting for the boars, Usagi has a line saying, yeah, because all the people are gone, the animals started coming back in. Mm-hmm. So that was right. That's just so weird. It's so confusing to figure out like what is this world? So this could be happening for years. No idea. Yeah, I like the answer that we were given here. To be honest, like as as far as so. dystopian stories go, just it being a parallel universe seems really cool to me, and it makes sense with everything they're saying. Like nothing has contradicted that yet. Yeah, and I also this is funny because I'm I'm glad we did the the character stuff in the beginning because now i can we can talk about like my first impressions and i literally wrote down that i like the girl with the bangs who is the, the abs bitch <laughs> abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and i ended up giving her tied for my lowest grade after the episode i will tell you she's that hot. anytime she's on the screen she is a, she just commands attention <laughs> and that's always a positive it to oh, me she was personally. definitely commanded my attention yeah she they did it with the clothes too sorry Paul. would be terrifying in the bedroom i feel like she would have, like <laughs> tie you up bring knives sign me up. in there i'm in sign me up fire candle wax everything so right, let's talk about the careful, let's, yeah let's talk about the rules here <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so Dave. i was gonna say so after all that conversation we finally get hatter's objective of the beach and the rules of the beach rule each Always wear a bathing suit. That way you don't have, you can't conceal any weapons. He proceeds to also tell them that every door has been super glued to prevent like any privacy. There's going to be no hiding of anything here. Rule knee, I think. Each knee. Yeah. Rule knee. All playing cards belong to the beach. Pretty obvious one. And then we get Rudu's son. Urigari no mono no shio. Nani? Death to traitors. Fuck um, yeah chills down the spine right here i think hatter is just so good at giving speeches and just i have so many of his quotes like just written down just because i just got tied to so many of them the one i have here is everyone at the beach vowed to produce the first departure from this country at the cost of our lives it's our mission our duty chills man Dude, like he's he is such a good speaker giving it out yeah the way he changes his tone and everything is just kind of he really knows right the right words the right phrases to kind of stress in the right way i but got also, chills um <laughs> going good, back to uh Rule each is rule two or rule one. Knee, knee, each rule knee knee is that I like how he adds the part that the more cards you collect, that means you can kind of rise in the ranks. Oh, right, right. That makes was like important. a ton of sense. You know, that makes a ton mm-hmm. of sense. But also I, I like the the idea that they collect duplicates no matter what, because they want to collect as many full decks as they possibly can. That was a question that I kind of had in the beginning when they revealed the wall and everything. And obviously, you know, uh, Arisu and Usagi have, a, they have, I think, I want to say maybe like six or seven cards between the two of them. And some of the cards were already crossed off. So I was curious of like what would happen with those duplicate cards. But That's nice. what I'm saying. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they yeah, hit exactly. all these random questions that a lot of shows just kind of skip over. You fill in the yeah. blanks, but they explicitly hit a bunch of things that audience members want to know. Yeah. And it was also, it, it's just going to be interesting if we end up getting it of like how the executive got to where they're supposed to, you know, where mm-hmm. they are. They obviously deserve to be there because it seems like it's a straight meritocracy. None of them really know each other. Mm-hmm. So it's basically you complete games, you get the higher ranks, which is basically, you know, a game, a game within a game that's built <laughs> yeah. for Arisu. You know, that's basically his drink, his John, fuck, so. take drugs. And that's yeah. Yeah. And I was like shocked that the beach was like this and it's the best case scenario. Oh, literally okay. like couldn't be better. Hold on, we're jumping ahead because there's two more things that happen in the scene. We said the death to traitors thing. Then we have what Paul said. I thought it was pretty badass how Arisu 
does the rejection line and then it like epic zoom in on um just like it, it does it like a classic anime thing when he says that and it gives you like a epic zoom onto all of the executives it goes around like you know it would be the panel would be like ching ching yeah, ching I'm imagining that the sound yeah. dude straight up out of a manga it was so good yeah that was good uh was there anything else for that yeah scene? then the last thing is just the fact that the hatter does his crazy little laugh when he realizes that Arisu brought him the seven of hearts, one oh, of the right, four right, things yeah. that they didn't have. And so right there, that puts him on executive radar. Obviously they wouldn't just promote him on the spot, but that's enough. They got a really difficult heart card that the country needed or that the beach needed. That's, that's just, it's just one it of is. the last two hearts they need. It's the seven and the 10, yeah. right? Yeah. All right. I want to know what that nine of hearts game was like. Dude, I don't, it was definitely the bangs, the ab crazy chick who in the black who did that. I wonder in the manga that if the manga the heart clearer. I wonder in the manga like if they show you other games that like Arisu's not involved in, kind of like in other animes, they show you other fights and stuff. Yeah. That would mm-hmm. be pretty cool. Whatever. We well, they do that. They do that this yeah, episode. We got a, a yeah, this episode. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I just meant you. Um, be a, you're right. Yeah. Right. So after Hatter threatens Arisu and Usagi, they kind of figure out like, okay, we're kind of trapped here. We don't really have any new options. Our visas are expiring, so we'll just chill. And they tour the facility, and boy, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can really dance. Like, this is what I was trying to of like the best case scenario. Like, why? Like, why the fuck not act like that in a game? You're gonna die. Yeah, so why not like, die? It, like, overdosing? Filling, yeah, filling that space between games like that would be the best thing you Dude. could possibly do. Like, what would be the point? Are of just, you like, kidding me? Sign yeah. me up. Like, I'm. I would live in this world for this scenario. This oh is God. awesome. Yeah. It was literally amazing. And yeah. also it was funny when we get a uh, Usagi in her in her swim trunks. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was mm-hmm. to, oh. <laughs> I wanted to say she looks bad as shit. Okay, <laughs> I mean, you can say it if you want. <laughs> it was just funny how I was just laughing how she kind of obviously she's into it and she puts on like the the sweater jacket. And then they're walking over next to each other and those two chicks are like, I don't know, maybe 25 feet away just you know, staring at them, and she goes, "I feel like we're being watched." I was like, "No shit, you're being watched. You're literally making eye contact with the people watching you." I thought, this, thought that was really funny. And then they're kind of touring the facility. They get to the main hall, I guess you want to call it, where Hatter is just, again, just delivering a chilling speech about. Oh, you missed the nightclub. Okay, part night, two. Yeah, nightclub. We get some. Uh, That's where I would live in this fucking beach. Where do oh they get God. all those damn bathing suits though? Like, where do they find them? Dude, everything's Dude, free. Yeah, everything's free. You go to the store. Yeah. Just go to the mall. Take it. But like I said, Hatter is just so good at delivering. He's basically giving a pump up speech to everybody in the beach, getting them ready for game time. Like everyone's going to be sex. Everyone's segmented into different cars. They're all going to be going to whatever game facilities appear. And we kind of get this montage right here of we get a different glimpse of all the different games that everybody's attending. We get to see some of the action of the uh, militants. We don't know at this point that they're the militants, but great montage. Honestly, I think like of the games, the I feel like the one where you're getting held, you know, you're you didn't yeah, watch the, the escalator. One I, I literally wrote human elevator dot 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 all caps. Fuck that. You, th- I, uh, you think you the heights. Win that? Dude, that I think I could win that. I don't no, know. You could win that. No, fuck it. I wouldn't have won any of them. Just don't a, look down and just grip iron grip for days. You just, think you got an iron grip? Oh, yeah, Bray's been jerking off for you. That grips more he than iron. He hasn't let go of his dicks in five. We got a diamond grip up in this oh, bitch. Shit. That's just not letting oh. go. I wonder if there was rules. Like I'm sure there was. You like you can't put your legs up there. Yeah, that's other, what I was otherwise really thinking. lasered. Like I'm sure there was something like that. I was literally thinking, just why not just all fours it just on that elevator? You but, guys have obviously probably talked about this, but the laser like coming down from the sky, it's freaking crazy. It'd be man. sick. Yeah. Honestly, also I feel like if you like thought you were gonna fall and like right, I'm gonna fall. 
just like hook your leg up, break the rule, get lasered yeah. instead of falling down. Yeah. <laughs> like, much easier, right? Mm-hmm. I do want to say the one thing we missed before the gaming montage starts was white hair and Kuina looking at each other and saying like they might be useful to our plan. That is, and it's I, their plan. He he emphasizes the fact that it's those two, yeah. their plan, not our, the whole beach's plan. Yeah, yeah. Right, because he would have said the plan. Maybe, mm-hmm. so. We get a we get a nice Adisu quote when he looks at uh, Usagi. I guess when they're going to, they've been assigned different groups, different games, and he says, "You must survive." Why do you think that is? Oh, I know why. Hey, <laughs> he might not know consciously, but subconsciously. What do we call them? Uh, Us- Usagani? Or no, no, Us- oh. no. Oh. Sorry, I just mixed fuck. the two how do characters. We, yeah, how do we fuck that Usarisu? up? Usarisu? Wait, what no, did we call them? Arisagi. 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 I think that's what it was. It might have been Arisagi. See, I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't. It wasn't Usagisu. It was definitely Adi. Now you're just throwing syllables together. I'm just throwing them all together. Let's do it. Arisagi. You guy. You guy. You guy. <laughs> all righty. We already talked about how dope it was watching Agane just fuck up this tiger and the sore dude fucking up a tiger. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can already tell who the uh the main focus militants are at this point in time. Right. That so, was a great. I was like not expecting Agane to like come back. Not like this soon, and I guess in this way. And then because you see, I mean, they, they kind of roll in different clips from all three of these games together. But he literally shows up and just punches that tiger. And I was like, literally, what the fuck is going on with this guy? <laughs> like, if he could have done that, he totally could have beat the guy in the tag game way easier. Fuck it. I do I, also want to make the point that uh, Arisu and Usagi did get put into separate games. They're not going to be together for this. We see Usagi in her game, Bingo in the Bingo in Match Factory, which they didn't explain it. Give me yeah. Human Elevator. <laughs> Give me. Yeah, honestly, (laughs) they said you have nine matches and you need to answer all of the numbers in the room. You need to get bingo. Yeah. And then they showed you a a quick video or I'm sorry, a quick um, snapshot of like the bingo card and everybody else in the game. There was like 10 other people and they were all dead except for her and one other person. I was like, what the hell is going on in that oh, maze? Wow. Ooh, I forgot about the dead people. Yeah. Human yeah. elevator sounding pretty nice, huh, guys? That diamond grip. Oh, dude, the carousel <laughs> with the wild animals. That was uh that was also crazy. Spade. I feel like that would be fun. If if you were a militant too with a gun, just oh, on, yeah. like exactly what uh what's his name was doing? Uh, the crazy dude. What was it? N- Nari, no, uh, not uh, no, Niragi, yeah, Niragi, yeah. yeah. Oh, if you're that would, with a gun, yeah, he's just sitting on there, he's just shooting crows, shooting some tigers. It's like, worth yeah, one point. I was like, what a loser, what a loser. He's not, he's not got a good shot. I mentioned the power levels earlier, like, we get some people who are obviously really smart, really yeah, good at the games. Out. We also see in this montage people who are strong, like Aguni, obviously knocking out the tiger. Uh, bald samurai just slices in one shot a tiger jumping at him like that's pretty crazy because earlier we saw the the jack was it last episode episode the, four the panther, the panther, panther and he's stabbing it repeatedly and it still eats they're him. tanks the you animals know, so, are tanks yeah they're tanks and this guy slices and kills a tiger one shot boom dead so the year no that's why i love that guy so much yeah, yeah. and that's that's a good point with the panther too that that was not an easy animal to kill I yeah mean, dude fucking narigi is on the pirate ship He's shooting a crow. That's one point. He's doing nothing for this squad. That's what I'm just saying. enjoying That's it. Just, you can obviously see he's doing this in a sadistic way. Just like firing he's like so confident it. that they're going to win the game. Yeah. Doesn't care. Doesn't even care. Exactly. Yeah. And I also like how they kind of sell the the contrast between people who are not uh, allied with the beast or the beast with the beach <laughs> the and uh, and who are you know all the people that were kind of in the merry go round is what that thing's yeah. called. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the um, and they're obviously just like scared out of their boots. 
what exactly what, you know, I mean, Chota was like in the first game, what most people would be like, you know, in that game. Absolutely. So it was funny to to just see kind of the contrast between how well oiled of the machine the beach is compared to everybody that's kind of just on their own. So after the gaming montage of all the non Arisu games, now this next section is going to cover what his, uh, what, what, what did he pull? He pulled the four of diamonds game. Is. And it was a card that they needed still. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Four of diamonds. Light bulb. Called light bulb. Yeah. So <laughs> nice. we get a nice roster of people starting this game. Definitely the most interesting group, I would say, where we have Anne, who is specifically there to watch and test Arisu to see if he's executive material. We have the guy from the tag game who is basically just a little bitch and Arisu saved his life. I just want to emphasize how little of a bitch that dude is. Yeah, he I sucks. hate him and Arisu should have let him die yeah. in the first game. I think it's in mechanic. my I, yeah, I think at this point in time I don't like him. Well, Okay, well, I one when we get to his lines, I will explain how much of a moron this guy is. Just pull the first one. Just so dumb. So <laughs> yeah, dumb. yeah, he was kind of whatever. And then, of course, the last person we get is Kawina. I think she introduces herself in this scene. Yeah, yeah, we definitely get her name here because I, because she, when she and says Arisu, like, you know, I'm testing you to be an executive. And for everybody who is, you know, caught up to at least the end of the Dressrosa rock of One Piece is that the Don Quixote family has the executives. All of them are, are the suits. And I was literally writing down, like, this reminds me of the Don Quixote family executives. Right as I'm writing the Don Quixote family, she says her name was Kuina. And I was like, oh, my God, the One Piece fucking shit just keeps running. Yeah. Okay. Zoro's Bay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I didn't write down the specific rules, Paul. I know you, uh, you, you're pretty good at this game because I know you figured it out before while you were watching it. So yes, this you want to is... talk about any of the specifics? <laughs> I felt fucking invincible because <laughs> I figured it out before everybody else did in the show, and I was like, "You idiot! Don't before do Anne. that." Uh, well, mm-hmm. Anne, I'm sure Anne fucking knew before, like before <laughs> yeah, the yeah. rules were done explaining. Um, <laughs> but basically, is there's one light bulb and it's behind a door, but you can freely open or close the door. You can only flip a switch once with the door open otherwise you can flip the switch as many times with the door closed as you want and you only get one guess as a group got to decide which switch turns on the light bulb and guess as a group is the important part that i'll bring up later and the timer was the water level that was slowly rising they were like watch out for the wires and the girl goes this wire oh and touches God. it. Like, Fodder number one. That just was the dumbest thing. Like, Darwinism, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up Darwinism. Really, that's that's a selection. Le- that is legitimately what that is. Also, wouldn't that have killed everybody else? I thought the, I same, thought the same thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, that's it's just a, creating the connection. It would have conducted it, right? Yeah. I mean, if it's gonna, if it's gonna, if the water's gonna touch it and it's gonna kill everybody. Why doesn't when this girl who's in the water and touching this, whatever? Because the whole show would end, Paul. What's yeah, she called? Exactly. Well, she didn't grab it. She just touched it and it just blew blew her away. I don't know. It would be called Usagi in Borderland? Yeah. yeah basically, yeah. Usagi, Usagi in Borderland. In Borderland. But, <laughs> that would have been crazy twist. <laughs> if it just starts changing the name of the show mid-season. Yeah, yeah, if we God. lost fucking Karube <laughs> and fucking Chota. Whatever, Jesus I guess Christ. that was what two episodes ago, and then I mean, we just lose obviously oh this episode. Two episodes again. later, yeah, oh I would stop. I probably would have stopped. Yeah, that. I would say <laughs> that would just be the terrible decision, obviously. dude. So the water is going up, obviously, because they said that before the game even started, and fucking little bitch hat is going. The water level slowly rising, like no shit, dude. He was the one that announced it originally too. Yeah, now he's saying it again. I do. <laughs> I, I, I was getting furious, and then he's like. 
we'll each take turns. I'll go in the door first. And you guys, were you fucking listening to the instructions at all? You moron. Like, come on. Like, if I was a Risu, I would have been like, dude, just touch this right here. And then that'll solve everything. <laughs> that, that it definitely would have worked too, even after the girl already hit herself. Yeah, like okay, this one, Touch oh, this? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, and, then, and then we'll win. Oh that's, my god, it's funny that you said that you figured it out because I literally heard the rules and was like, I have no idea what's going on. I was the same <laughs> way, too. we'll just figure it out yeah. and I'll understand then. I was trying really hard to figure it out, but I, I couldn't. I felt like I would have taken the, I mean, if I didn't figure it out, the 50 or the, I guess the, the 33% guess is what Six, I would have taken 66. Or I guess, yeah, I guess it becomes 33, whatever. Because if you have three doors, right, yeah, and you yeah, know yeah. the answer of one, people are like, oh, that's a 50-50 shot, yeah. but it's not. It's a 66, but you already have the info. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Paul, lead us through the solution, Stat. man. Yeah, let us know. 21. Okay, so when you turn on a light bulb, when they showed the yeah. light bulb, it was important that it was a candescent. And it wasn't a fluorescent. Oh, you're getting me so horny. Because, <laughs> because the candescent ones create heat. So what Arisu did, flip the cert, uh, doors closed, flip the first switch, wait for a while, wait for that bad boy to heat up, close it, or I'm sorry, turn the switch off, uh, open the door, flip the second switch. There you go. If the second switch turns it on, on the light, it's the Great, second switch. Yeah. If the light bulb is hot, that means it was the first switch. And if it's not, it's the third switch. He he, he kept that a little too long. He had it. He Dude, had it. Yeah. Up. I, was, I was like, what the hell is this? Like, what? come on. I was also curious. Do you think the the executive knew the answer already at that point in time? Because yeah, she was she so she calm. She knew the methodology, not she the did. answer of the of the switch. Because you. Oh right, known, right. She knew the method, oh, which sense, is yeah. awesome. Because you know, when she, when when Arisu figures it out, she does that sly little smirk yeah, yeah loved it because she knows okay we're good yeah and then as soon as Arisu figures it out and the water's about to touch the electric circuit and he screams the answer is a she does it at the same time because if she didn't do it it wouldn't have counted because it needed to be a group answer so i fucking love that i think Anne was the mvp of the game she's amazing yeah i was a little confused at first because uh when i went into the game i was assuming that if they turned the light bulb on at all they would win I was just like I, I was definitely lost in the sauce I was like I don't know what the fuck is but I, I I agree with you Luke when when he tells them to close the door mm-hmm. and then it goes to her and she yeah, has yeah, a yeah. little smirk I was like Dude. this bitch was, <laughs> even like even after the game has ended how close that water is to those wires still would scare the shit out of yeah, me. Like I'm not jumped even jumped. Literally, a wave and yeah, a wave li- caused they're all dead. No, <laughs> no, that's actually a really good point. I was like, that water was literally a centimeter, like from the fucking wires. And this is going to be a continual, I guess, physics discussion. And Paul, I kind of want your take on this. Like, would it have been that easy to open and close the door? No. Yeah, I, I was just thinking like, that up. whipping that thing open and close a little bit. Oh, when that water, water level no. was like right at their chest, like all that water pressure pushing against the door, it would have been super hard to fucking drag that way. But it's funny you mentioned that because I thought he was like trying to buy time. I thought he was like, oh, close the door to the light bulb. And that way we'll wait till the room floods open and then we'll open the door and all the water will go rushing in. And I had the same thought. Too. I was like, what do you, <laughs> you don't need to do that. What are you doing? Yeah. I, I didn't realize that yeah, the water was, I guess, initially flowing in there. Because I guess if, if you before the water started flowing and you had the door closed, you could use the room as a little bit. of. And even, ima- even imagine this, like where they were at by the end of it. Like if they close that door and that little bit of water yeah, like true. just builds up real quick, even faster than if it was just open, yeah. like that wave thoughts. action would have yeah. killed them. Yeah. Also, I do want to say, because I mentioned this in the beginning, too. I was 
surprised that Kuina was not like at all involved in like figuring it out. She kind of just did a lot of the bitch work. Thought she would be more involved in finding out the solution. So that's why. See, gonna- I would I would have just been calm if Anne was there. Yeah, that's a good point. But I'm just saying that I I'm gonna hold on to this idea that I think that she is smarter than she lets on, and that okay. she is much more capable than she lets on. We'll get a. You'll get an answer. Yeah. All right. So we got three more scenes here. They're all three just pretty packed. Mm-hmm. So let's let's ju- jump right into the next one. And this is when everyone from the beach goes back to the beach. They start partying and celebrating all the ones that lived because a shitload of people died that night. And this seems to be a regular thing, just a weird lifestyle of the beach. Then we have an important conversation where Kuina walks over to Usagi and Arisu after they reconnect making sure that they're both alive i would have been freaking out a lot more concerned like is usagi still here is she good yeah when they locked eyes i was like bro she was looking around yeah Yeah. she was looking around all concerned like is he here is he here also the music the song playing was this the same song as the first episode when chota karabe and Arisu are all texting each other like meeting up yeah i knew it sounded familiar i was all bumping and everything it was in english too Mm -hmm. it's so funny yeah because doesn't akina or Agony come in and be like, turn off that fucking tacky music. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, come on, Agony. Why don't, you, why don't you let loose? Yeah. But before we get there, obviously, we have a when Kawina asks Arisu, is like, is this your girlfriend? And they're like, no, 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 no. That's yeah. Like, yeah, just she like, freaks out. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, so it's just like funny, like typical like, anime girl. Chip, luster, red face. It was yeah. really funny. And honestly, this, this also made me like Kawina more because I'm like, if Kawina is going to be the person that like gets them over the edge to fucking mm-hmm. make out and bang, I'll, she'll forever be my girl. She can join, dude. Uh, Queena kind of talks a little bit about her backstory, not really, but just kind of about the. She she mentions why she's always smoking that fake sig. Just remember that for later and for non spoiler reason. But an audience question of like, what the fuck is she chewing on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly thought it was like a Sanji lollipop, which the the dub version used in the kid One Piece stuff. Oh, okay, yeah, so, I thought it was like a lollipop or something. Like I didn't know what it was. She chews on. She definitely chews it. Yeah, I thought it was like a straw. I, I agree. I, I, at first, I thought it was a pen because the sound it was making. But then I was like, why the fuck would she carry a pen? Yeah. And then I was like, it's a straw. But then I, same thing. I was like, why the fuck does she have a straw? So she quit smoking. Yeah. Yeah. The reasoning sweet too. She was like, oh, I like. I can't be short of breath, man. I can't. I gotta stop smoking. I gotta. I gotta go back home. She's smart. That was a great. Yeah. That was a great reasoning too. She like quickly realized that in this world that she needed to adapt and smoking cigarettes if anything is just going to kill her chance of yeah. surviving and she's fucking thinking because the fucking guy who i mean yeah he went out like a beast killed the panther but like that dude who was just walking around in those fucking sandals bro yeah, you, need, yeah. you need better footwear than that yeah. to play these games like what Gotta are you doing prepared. but then we get this dope walk up of the militants right mm-hmm. agony looking like a beast leading the other two we have the samurai dude to his right uh near niragi to his left and what a squad man they're just all weaponed up just so intimidating agony like kyle said was Shut that fucking music down right now. The and, mood just completely drops. Oh, and before they get over to the group of Arisu, Usagi, and Kuina, we do get some politics explained by Kuina saying how the Hatter is one thing that controls the beach and the other half is the militants who control all the guns. She actually says all the weapons right. on the beach, but like the Hatter leads hand in hand with them. So then they roll up. Yeah, I like this because the impression I got from the original when we first meet the Hatter in the, in the boardroom or whatever you want to call it, it was just kind of I want to call it that now. Yeah. From, um, his perspective, everything sounds somewhat rosy of like, you know, we're all working together for this common goal to get one person out of here. Everyone piles their cards together. Obviously, it couldn't have been that simple. It's not like everyone's just like, yeah, fuck it. Like, right. I'm in, you know, take my fucking cards. Right. Um, so I'm glad that they kind of quickly introduced that there is some type of internal power struggle. going mm-hmm. on. Dude, Agony 
and his new scar that he got from playing tag. I love that so much. Such a great addition to his character design. So I have a question for you guys because I might have taken this the wrong way, but I think I'm taking this the correct way where when Agony rolls up and sees Arisu, he asks, he says, what happened to, to your pal, to your friend? Yeah. I took that even though like his next sentence is just saying that the weak die essentially. Mm-mm. It was the opposite. It was the opposite. He said, oh, so it looks like the small fish survived. Oh, oh okay, Arisu. okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, that makes me feel yeah. even better. So when he was asking about Karabe, Karabe, Karabe yeah. it was res- semi-respectful. Oh, more than semi-respectful. Yeah, because he, he, he really wanted him to be him. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, was to see he would have been completely just joined. I mean, him and they, they beat that dude yeah. up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, They teamed up. That was fucking sweet. I was like, you put respect on yeah. that boy's name who's in the grave right now. I love this, too, talking about the tag game. It makes a lot of sense now that with the start of the game when white hair is like tells agony and the other guy who ends up dying like mm-hmm. this is a good spot and then they turn away and he's like oh that was cold but like uh, there's only people he really interacts with yeah, he waves he gives them a he little waves yeah. to them yeah, yeah you yeah. know and it was like is he like just a little motherfucker obviously he's a little motherfucker but like <laughs> that interaction makes a lot of sense now because they knew each other yep, exactly yeah. Time, yes so yeah i could, noticed that in my rewatch i was like oh because yeah, i would yep. never have picked that up yeah the first luke, time yeah. luke brought that up to me i think off pod one of the episodes and i was like damn that's Good yeah, stuff. He was just like, get, don't talk. It, yeah, you yeah. think he's just being a little shithead, like, ah, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. But he also, he didn't do that to anyone else. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Because if he was a motherfucker, he could have fucked with everyone. And white hair, when when Agony walks away and turns away, he goes, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he was like a little sad. He was like, it's, it's even funny, too, that they're both, they actually have, they have some type of, yeah. they both have some type of power and clout that they can throw around at the beach. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact <laughs> that he was fucking with them is funny. Exactly. Which begs the question now that we both i'm sorry now that we know that they were both from the beach why do they show up separately that's fucking nitpicking that's well fine. clearly i feel like <laughs> rolls to the beat of his own drum yeah yeah, yeah. they're solo fucking wolves no anyway. one gets in the agony's car except for the, the two also kuina wasn't with him in the tag game so i guess they're rarely well you don't together. get to pick what game you're assigned to right because usagi and arisu are just split they got up. split yeah so they could have been split as well how do you pick the game like you how don't. do they pick the games that's the thing it's like you don't know where they're going to show up you don't know what the difficulty level is going to be so they do know where they're going to show up but they don't know any of that other stuff yeah i would say it, the vibe that i got it just seems random seems like you are assigned a team almost from the get-go i guess when you go there and then like one game pops up in this area of the city it's like okay that's team 10 like it's just kind of random. that's how it's that's what, how i yeah and this right. brings about the biggest plot hole of the entire show in my opinion is why would there not be people at beach representatives at every single game we've ever seen from the first episode if they have that many people all rolling out to the games where they know that where they are. There should have been beach representatives in the first two episodes. Yeah. I'm definitely I'm a, in the in the Seven of Hearts game. Yeah. Think. Well, I mean, they don't know. Well, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, that's a game that was popped up. Like, why wouldn't have someone? Have well, yeah. There, also, there was only like, four phones there anyway. And I'm also thinking, like, if everyone's doing different games and succeeding, like, then everyone's visas is going to be different too. Like, is it every night that everyone's doing this, you know, nah, or is it like some people so. can take a break while the other people go out and do games, you know, like oh, so. if your visa is not expiring, I'm sure you don't have to go out. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. So then, yeah, then that's a good point. Also, maybe they don't so... know the exact locations of all the games. Some of them are like the one was underground in a fucking mm. like bus. Yeah. Okay. They so. do say they have scouting, but I'm sure they don't find every game Yeah. because Tokyo is a big fucking That's what I'm I was also... going to say. Tokyo is so big. When the, when we first saw Usagi on the top of the building, you see all the lasers coming down. You have to think there's games happening everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good point yeah you know i mean it's I'm a saying? city where fucking like what almost like 12 million people i think it's like 11 12 and, million, and how many people are, are allied with the beach it's not that many and, yeah, the beach, million. And, they, and they did it after hike they had to literally drive to get to the beach too so yeah that's a good point yeah so a question that paul asked at the end of last episode which now becomes more relevant specifically to kyle is 
the ID of Arisu when he joins in and you look at his phone every time, the number is 1,345,000 or something like that. Is it the same? Is it the same what? Number every time? His number, yeah. Yeah, it's his oh, ID. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. yeah, so, my, so now it's more reasonable to ask Kyle because we had more knowledge about do you think he was the millionth person, million, thir- 345th person to ever be in the game or are we still talking like that's numbers way too big and it's just random? I don't, it, it feels like that number is too big, but it also feels like just whatever ends up being 345 or whatever is too small. Where did, where did they say, how far did yeah. they check uh, how far uh, the games extend to? Is it all of Japan or did they say only Tokyo? It's just Tokyo. They said, they said okay, they, so there's then, never been a game found outside of Tokyo. So then what was the population again? It's like 12 million people. It's 12 like, million it's like versus above, 1 million. It's above 5 to 7 million for sure. So I believe yeah, that 12. there's 1 million people. Yeah, city, yeah. yeah but it's, it wouldn't be everyone, obviously. Yeah, Tokyo I know, but... population in 2015 is 9.27 million. Okay. Oh, so now it's 2020. A of the people in so Tokyo disappeared and played way this too game. high. Yeah. Unless same. like the whoever, like whatever is controlling this game is like doing a Thanos thing where it's like <laughs> mass genocide. Like, Maybe. But it's also people. people are not getting taken at the same time. Yeah, it makes it more so complicated. It could, be, yeah. it could be one, like maybe one in ten people. True, people and this could have also been. There's not yeah. a million people alive. Maybe he's the millionth person to be. Yeah, in the this game, game could also possible. This yeah. world could have been a thing for fifty years too. Yeah, time doesn't work the same. All right, I, I just wanted to bring it up because yeah, yeah, there's no good. answers we're going to be able to come to. It's just fun to think about. I'm, I'm going to say we haven't seen anybody with an ID number that starts with like zero nine something 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 okay. something. It's all. It's always one million. Could yeah, that's the a good one point. could just be a placeholder, like could some be. people do, mm-hmm. like some code keeping. Yeah, yeah. does it? I don't know, who knows? All right, so could back be. to Agony walking up to the, the three, our three people here at outside the pool. We have that awkward interaction where Agony requests Usagi to be brought to him. I don't know what the fuck he was gonna do to her, but Arisu steps up, defends his girl, and then that whole Naragi um, Arisu conversation happens, that little mini interaction. And then Agony ends up saying, break his leg so he dies in the next game, which is just brutal. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Did not seem that serious. But obviously, I mean, it's uh, this is Agony kind of, you know, slapping his dick on the table in front of everybody at the beach. So he can't kind of tolerate yeah. the kind of disrespect. But kind of Arisu's reaction was like, obviously not going for it. And he might like, he either grabs um, what is his name? I'm sorry, Naragi or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Naragi's response when he goes, oh. <laughs> I thought that was so good. It was so and well done. Aguni's like literally, he's like trying to rape. Yeah, I, that's what, is that what it was? Yeah, like, he's I trying got. to rape her. I'm like, yo, I didn't catch that the first time. That's that's intense. Yeah, you know? I, I couldn't tell if that was like just what Niragi said because it seems like he's just kind of a douchebag. Yeah. Or like, you mean Aguni? You mean no, 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 because no. Niragi says, you know, I mean, like our boss or like wants the boss, taste. yeah, like wants a taste. No, but but that that happens after he said, "Bring me the girl." Like, I want the girl. So he's definitely trying to. He's trying. To I, 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 I think there's also a possibility that you know he was just maybe testing Arisu and, and see how he would react. That's that's her. a good point. I like maybe. that better. Yeah. Maybe. Plus the Hopefully. nuts, the nuts on Arisu, man, for fucking. He literally just got told, "Don't get involved with the militants, whatever you do." Yeah, and, by Queena. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and three different times he just jumps in front. It was like, "Don't touch my girl." Okay. Yeah, I think because I think at, at some level, Agony has a little bit of respect for Arisu, and mm-hmm. he kind of just said, "Like, yo, your boy's dead. Like, the small fish survive." So he might be testing him, like how he kind of is dealing with that. That's mm-hmm. my head cannon now. That's how I took it because I don't want Agony to be a raper. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so this this stuff starts to escalate. He says, break his legs. And then 
the fucking Hatter shows up, and this scene is great because yeah. at this point there is absolutely you can hear a pin drop behind as the two as the two ones that lead the beach are just squaring up, and he walks right the fuck up to Agni and just asks him who the boss is. He said, "Who's the boss?" and just looks him straight in the face, just unblinking, just close in on on Hatter, just all serious. My God, that gave me chills. I loved it. Just how he like tilts his head back a little bit. Tell me what you were thinking, because I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean he, he straight little boys him in front of everybody else. And then especially we talked about before we recorded, but then he tells him, hit the showers, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, I wrote that. He's like, tells him to go take a shower. At first, I was like, is that a metaphor? Was he probably just smells like complete ass. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was both <laughs> of like, yeah, he smells like dick. And also like just showing him that he can go tell him to do that. And he kind of true. He's goes like, and gets a shower like he totally kind of does it. Because part of it is the fact that he knows at this point he has Anne's report on Arisu. He's not going to let. I'm going to kill one of the potential executives. So he's out here saying you're not touching the new recruits. Like, let them go. Well, especially because he values. I think he sees Arisu's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thousand percent. Because what he says right away is um, he calls a meeting for all the executives. And then as he's walking away, he turns and just says, Arisu, you come too," Mm -hmm. which is just respect out the ass. And then we get another double dose of respect because white hair says to Kuina basically like you know what do you think and she was like I like him yeah she's vouching too I like you yeah she's obviously like she likes them she wants to help them I think and she respects Arisu at least at this point yeah and she's so much better than Chibuki (laughs) million percent so much better R.I.P. Chibuki obviously you know huge titties but I don't know I don't get I still I I don't get (laughs) 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 he was thinking about her titties I yeah. <laughs> uh, he gets it now. You understand? No, I don't get what her point was. It just to yes, try to divide the group. Thank you. I agree. I think like, she was what the fuck was she character. point? Like she she got in there. She, good. Okay. Just so Chota didn't die a virgin. Is that the only purpose? No. He was. She was basically getting a security blanket. Like if it comes down to one of us dying, like you need to die. It's for the better of everybody. She was trying to like kind of basically get one of these disposable teammates like fucking abs was talking about yeah exactly, is the way I took it. exactly all right so we get the executive meeting in the boardroom that's our next scene if we're ready to move on because a yeah. lot this is this is some info dump here as well but two more scenes here second to last so one of the cool things you see as they pan into the boardroom is exactly what kyle you brought up earlier how they're just counting every single card from all the games there just because you know, that's one of the rules of the beach. If you win a game, the cards belong to the beach. They're all just kind of sorting them out. Okay, that's really funny that, that you're saying that because I literally thought they were playing poker. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, it just kind of happened quickly, and I was like, oh, that's, they're just, you know, playing poker. <laughs> but you do see that two of spades come out. You know what game that was? Human elevator. So are we still thinking that the ace would be, like, really a breeze walk? Yeah. Dude, that was a two of spades. That would not. That, that's little, two that, spade, that was two of spades. It's physical, yeah. right? Yeah. Dude, that was a oh thick pipe. God. That was not a pull-up bar. E- yeah, that was not like an easy thing to grab. Yeah, so then we're still thinking that the ace, we could survive an ace 10 push-ups game. Well, kind I mean, of yeah. Thing. <laughs> no, because yeah, yeah, yeah. four of whatever, the one that they, the, the first game, that was hard. Do you think we're going to survive that? You think you guys would have survived The first game that? in episode one? Yeah. Dude, yeah, we would have done that. Fuck I mean, no. I'm running through <laughs> that door. I'm getting a laser. Yeah, we would have used you with some fodder. We probably could have thrown someone else. Somebody would have died. People would have died, but we wouldn't all survived yeah i would have got the card (laughs) (laughs) i'm not gonna lie complaint i have with the show is the scaling of the cards doesn't seem it seems a little subjective yeah that's what i'm saying they they said it was a difficulty level and then it's like well 
Two of spades. I, I just don't think it's worth thinking about. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, you just, just don't think about it. Obviously, the floor has to be high where mm-hmm. it's like people can fucking die and mm-hmm. people should die within it. But then it's kind of like how it, there's only so much more you can do between, mm-hmm. you know, a death situation all the time. I think, yeah. Do you think like maybe the higher the cards go, the less options you have of survival? Maybe possibly. Maybe like, so. Maybe even on paper, it would look easier. But sometimes as long as it still has less options for yeah. surviving them, it's just, I mean, yeah. well, just I'm like just throwing this out. Like no options. It was, you know, yeah. All you are hoping in when you get into a game, in my opinion, is just don't pull a heart. What? Yeah. Yeah. What uh, I asked last episode got answered this episode. It got answered earlier when Arusu, Jesus, Arusu and Usagi just got to the beach. I was saying, like, after all these games, where's the card? They don't show anybody taking the card. When they showed up, Hatter took all their cards mm-hmm. and it had all the previous ones. Yeah. So even though they didn't show it, it was pissing me off. They did have it. They yeah. were thinking of you. I was on the lookout because of your comments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're in the boardroom and all the important people, the heads of the beach are here. Some of the faces we get are everyone that was in the interrogation room in the beginning of this episode. Of course, we're introduced to them as the executives. And then we also have the representation of the mil- militants being Agony, uh, bald head guys in the room. And then uh, I always forget his name. Niragi. Niragi's there. And then also the the one that you find out right at this moment is white hair is also an executive. And yeah. to me, I was I remember watching that for the first time. Being like, fuck yes, so fitting. Yeah, right? it yeah. makes that, sense. Just that, of course, that fucking wave is so funny. Going yes, on, so, yeah, he waves. At yeah, him in there. I literally laughed out loud. I was like, this fucking guy. Going on the. I was uh, just like, oh, you're here because Arisu hadn't come into contact with him since yeah, being I don't at think the he beach. Even saw him yet. Not that was yet, the first yeah. time he saw him. White hair is the uh, the heartthrob of the show. Like if you go to the Allison Borderland like Instagram, I said hashtag, that in the first episode. Yeah, I'm just gonna reiterate <laughs> really? it now. Yeah, really? literally yeah. like everyone is just like, this guy's the man. Love him. Like total like sexy hot. Girl like simp all over him. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. <laughs> I simp. I like. I think if you're gonna simp, Karube. Yeah, yeah, that's he's my guy. Simp, dude. That's why we have Allison on the pod, simp, dude. Usai, I simp over her all day. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> All right. So to the conversation that kicks off is everyone just gets into a little bit of a heated strategy debate where Anne and the number two nerd executive are just going back and forth, just just talking about the idea that they need to get this last 10 of hearts. Right. Is that the last card that they need? Yeah. 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 It's not appeared. So they say she brings up the idea. Maybe a condition is needed. They like shut that down pretty quickly. I like that, though. I forget forget the exact uh, she I think there's a word in front of condition that she. She mentioned, but it just it just reminded me of a video game. I, I like that they threw that. It's in there. it's they're asking the questions you would have to if you have if you haven't right. seen this ten of hearts after being here, say ten years, whatever Hatter's been there forever, you have no idea. Then the whoever it is chimes in next and saying, like, we have to go farther and explore more areas. Maybe it's not in Tokyo. Then someone else right. chimes in saying there's never been a game arena found outside of Tokyo. Another right. person chimes in and says, Well, we haven't explored that much. So it's like all this good debate that you would have because you're not getting real answers. The game master isn't telling you what the fuck's going on here. These so, are questions we were like, I've been asking exactly. myself the whole time. And that's why I was like, oh, just cool. good writing. Yeah. In my it also, made it feel real. Like these are real people actually trying to survive this mm-hmm. shit. Cause like, I'm thinking to myself, how would we us at this table right now solve these problems? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. That's why I like, that's I like what makes the show good that they address a hatter's visa. Mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting them to do it this quickly. That was a question I had when he gives the speech initially after everyone breaks out of the nightclub because they're all the executives are on that balcony and they're kind of sending everyone else out. And I was, you know, had the thought of when do they go to games? What's their visa? Exactly. Deal? Then we see Anne in the game. Then we find out Nogany 
is an executive. We find out that Whitehair is an executive, but I, I was not expecting them to to kind of tackle his visa this early. So mm-hmm. I did enjoy that. I also thought it was interesting how when he says I have to, you know, I have to renew my visa soon or something like that, and all of the militants look at each other. Yeah, they may that they make that obvious. Yeah, very yeah, obvious. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, you know, that power struggle is there's no love between them. Yeah, they've been trying to put out a hit on Hatter probably the whole time. Yeah, I would say, I mean, it seems like it, I got the impression basically that like they're they think that the only way to basically get him out of their way is for his visa to expire. Mm-hmm. How about fucking abs just throwing yeah. shit right out of Arisu just for no reason? She was like, hearts let you toy with people's emotions like you don't even need to use your brain like fucking even this bitch Arisu did it. There's a there's a way that you can win for sure. Bring fucking fodder with you. People yeah. that don't mind dying and just kill him off. She's like sinister. Like she's laughing. Yeah. Demonically. Just adding a little bit more to her character. But she's just that's that's who she is. And she was the reason she brought that up was saying that there was a guaranteed way to to win all games. Yeah. If you do that. She kind of has a point. <laughs> but it was weird because she said like heart specifically. And then, you know, they got into the conversation after that and said, well, like, the problem is we don't know the games until after registration closes. So how, we can't send the Hatter in there with fucking mm-hmm. fodder. Yeah, true. And then but, I like how the the glasses guy says, like, well, we can figure it out, you know, with probability theory. And he's fucking, like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I don't need that pretentious. <laughs> yeah, that pretentious. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking rolling in. I'm, he says, I'm my 100% clear record. baby. OK, <laughs> I want to comment specifically on that because he I, does say, fuck it. I'm joining the next game meeting adjourned. And then he says, like, I have a 100% win rate. Obviously, everybody does. Obviously, yeah. Everyone that's been in a game has a 100% win rate. But this is what I was bringing up (laughs) off pod before was I saw that some people were saying that it was a mistranslation, saying something about, like, it's supposed to imply the fact that he has the most. He No, no. When he goes into games, he is the Arisu of the group where he pretty much is the one that figures it out. Like, there are people that survived the tag game that didn't really win it. So I think right. the translation issue comes there where every single game the Hatter goes into, he finds the answer, he wins it for the group, whatever the it is. Of- yeah. Okay. Which yeah. makes a lot more sense like because that. there's gonna like be ca- there's gonna be casualty wow. wins mm-hmm. in every single game if there's enough people there and it's not a hearts game. That's a good that, point. That makes a lot of sense. That adds another was, element to Hatter too that I didn't really get. Yeah. Before that, that was something like that bothered smart. me. The like the first time we watched it, we talked about that. I remember yeah. seeing yeah, bringing that up. Pissed me off. So I mean, that, that just that, that does make a ton of sense. But yeah. so if like it's a, not a mistranslation, it could just mean that he's like really arrogant and he's just like, yo, I'm 100 percent right because he thinks he's the man no matter what. So he's just I saying I, I, I think like it makes more sense no, the other way. It's definitely... just like it's just like how when Anne was in that game, she would have been the one that won that game for them. They, if Arisu wasn't there, you know, yeah, that's why I like the executives, too, because like I said, it's, it's very obvious that it's an apparent meritocracy because, yeah, there's no way you can kind of. I mean, you might be able to bribe your way to like, I don't know, maybe to be like an executive's right hand man or something. But like to be an executive, it seems like you the only way is to clear games. Yes. So that he adjourns the meeting after saying, I'm going to just join whatever the next game is. Cool. And now we have this last scene here between Hatter giving the lowdown about tiny part of his backstory, not the full picture to Arisu, building up some more credibility about what it was like in the in the normal world. Um, I don't necessarily have a lot of notes for this scene. I just wanted to flashback to the end of the last scene. I'll just right. say that um, when he says he's going to join the next game, he says, uh, executives, I'm counting on you to keep things in order here, basically. And it gives us another very obvious you know, scene where it just flashes right to Agony. Yeah. Where he's sitting at the table with the, the gun on the table. And it's just him in the scene. It's just like they're really selling that, uh, that rivalry between the two of them. Um, I also think that 
don't know. I mean, I feel like not obviously it wouldn't be that easy, but I feel like if you join a game with someone, it's not the hardest thing in the world to get someone killed in a game. Mm-hmm. I think this final scene is just to basically just kind of sum up just the Hatter, just give a little more backstory. I don't really think there's much to dissect here besides just him with that. I love that boss ring when he's squeezing the chick's yes. ass. Dude, yeah. So fucking dude, sweet, man. I, I thought it was the shit. funniest transition where it's just he's just making out with these chicks. Yeah. They're like thighs, all this shit. And then Adi was just like sitting straight <laughs> up, straight as a pencil on the couch, like not drinking anything, just watching it happen. He's a neat. I, was, I, was I had dying. to look that up when he when he called him a neat. What is a neat? It's like a no education extra tra- extracurriculars or something it, it, it's for an training. acronym for basically meaning you're a bum okay well our boy is not a fucking bum japan is crazy like you can rent random stuff one of them being like a neat you could rent a neat to just hang around with you, you can rent like a a, a middle-aged man just to chill with you it's it's so crazy that is uh yeah, definitely so crazy a, definitely a cultural difference i also, i just thought it was interesting that he again says the original world mm-hmm. i think the use of the world even if it i mean it might not be a trans like direct translation to what you know was said in the manga in the source material but i think the the word original is just an interesting choice of words and when he when he does talk about the original world he paints the picture that he was just a very ambitious person kind of connects with who he, who he is now he wants to be loved by everybody he wants to be the hero he wants to be the person that clears the game mm-hmm. he says for a hero to be made tragedies are needed yeah. Right, and he names the place after his club. Yeah, that's cool. I you do know, because like he's he's trying to like recreate that persona. I actually just continue the persona. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you haven't heard of the beach? I've been advertising it all over Tokyo. Yeah, what? Yeah. He was like, he was a little upset by <laughs> yeah, it. He, he was. was a little salty. It's like but... they, I played in speakers all over. He's like, oh, I, you know, I've been in my house, I sit in my house, yeah. play games. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's also funny that the 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 beach, like he was going to name it the beach, and the swimsuit rule happened because of that. Mm-hmm. Like if it wasn't if his club wasn't the beach, I doubt they would be wearing swimsuits. Yeah, they could have for na- like the express reason. They could have like named it like things. Alaska and just everyone wear just fucking <laughs> yeah, bundled up. Yeah, but then shit. you could hide your guns. Dude. I really that's like that rule, honestly. I think it's awesome. Yeah, and also it helps us with the hot chicks. Yeah, yeah we like and the that. guy. Speaking of which, man, guys. dude, he's We're got guys. two babes around his his arms right at the beginning of the scene. He probably against them. Arisu, I mean, the, the fucking the, the difference between him and Arisu is just so fucking obvious in the Striking. scene. It's like so crazy. But I feel like they're kind of also planting a seed of like Arisu is obviously going to be like who the Hatter thinks that he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's you the know, Arisu, Arisu is going to be Jesus. that guy. You know, he's going to be the hero. I'm assuming. But I also thought it was interesting that they flashed his wristband or his key or whatever. And it says, I'm pretty sure it says 001. On right. The Hatter's he's number yeah, one. Yeah, he's number one. I didn't realize that like that was by like the ranking, ranking system yeah but yeah. i just think i mean it kind of lends itself a little bit to their our conversation we had about like their id numbers mm-hmm. i don't obviously they're not the same thing but it'll be interesting to see what his id number sure. is i'm wondering yeah how many wristbands have been given like out if, like, like if you can change ranks just i mean you'd have to change change your, wristbands shit on your wristband that would be humiliating someone jumps you and you got to give them their wristbands like fuck like, he does refer to himself there, as dude. number one a couple times this episode which is yeah. cool but two other things to take away from the scene the first is just arisu still doesn't trust the beach and anything because that's shown by him not drinking the drink he thinks it's mm-hmm. poison or something and hatter's like fuck you bro drinks it anyway and then the second thing is after the conversation happens and it ends with him saying for a hero tragedies are needed and it fades out of the beach and just it just highlights the fact that there really is nothing like this around in tokyo when it just does the the, the fade out like super far away yeah 
So I don't know, not much to take away from that, but it's just kind of a cool shot. Yeah, I like the shot. I think it looked great, but it also just reminded, it took me back to the end of episode one where Usagi is on the mountainside looking at Tokyo. Yeah. And like, I feel like if you got high enough, you would just see the beach. Yeah, but would you be like, oh, that's the beach? No, I mean, you wouldn't say that's the beach. Maybe it would be like, it would be like what's because, with all that electricity? Yeah, yeah, going I was say, with this <laughs> specific scenario, yeah, you're just like looking at nothing. Yeah, except the be like, yeah. look at all that electricity. Yeah. What's good with that? But other than that, I mean, but, literally amazing episode. It was great, right? Like, oh this is God, the best yeah. episode. By far the best episode. I, I think the great I thing about the show three. is, I, I mean, for me personally, it's, it's, been, it's just been all rise. Every episode is just kind of glad kind of to built, hear it. Built bigger. really well on the last episode. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And this episode kind of, like Luke had said a little bit in the beginning, kind of just busted open the floodgates on the world. Now you like, have a roster of characters, not just four names that you know, yeah. right? And now, like, it's going to be more fun if characters die or if characters betray each other and you have a little bit of the politics dynamics going on on the beach. Like I just thought episode five was so good at laying a groundwork for the rest of the yeah, season series. Without a doubt. And they teased us so well in episode two with like, you know, the beach crackling over the, the walkie talkie and we meet Agane and fucking white hair. And it's like, Oh shit. Like, look at these motherfuckers out there in the world. Like who are these other diverse characters we're going to run into? And then they literally hit a home run in our face in fucking episode five or two episodes of nothing to do with the big picture yeah. character development for Arisu. Now introduce him back into the big picture and let's fucking go. Yeah. 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 It was great. I thought this episode, I want to make a parallel to sort of online as mentioned before, when I listened, um, you learn in this episode a lot, how some people, some people, their motives, you know, they kind of like the game. They like being in the game. Like Niragi, he obviously enjoys it. You know, you yeah, can tell real quick. He's point. like Hatter as well. Hatter, Hatter really enjoys it. Aguni, he probably he wants power, but he likes where he's at. He likes position of power. He wants to grow that position of power. Kind of like when you had the red play, red player back in the <laughs> yeah, line. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like cool like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's like, a good point too. That it, I feel like a, a lot of people, I would say a lot of people are probably living a better life in the game now. Right, compared to game. what their life was like in the original. Like, imagine yeah. like if Chota had made it to the beach when they were surrounded. Yeah, he wouldn't want to leave. His life would be much better than yeah. it was in the normal world or in the original mm -hmm. world. I think Arisu is even having that. Yeah. Well, right like now. Paul had mentioned, he now has like a drive in his yeah, life. You like know what I mean? Like he has drive. having like. I mean, granted, yeah, he's faced with a lot of life and death decisions, and and he's lost his friends. In general, like his outlook on life has, I would say, probably changed for the positive mm -hmm. in a way. I think this episode shows really like it separates itself too from just being something we like because it's anime ish like it's actually a good show 100 oh yeah. you know yeah, this they, episode it emphasizes that yeah, yeah the way they or i mean it was something that kind of i was i mentioned i think after you know in in the episode one and two podcast there's obviously like people that know a lot about the world and that they are organized in an effort to figure this shit out there was no way it was just a bunch of fucking you know individuals that were trying to figure the game out so i'm real i literally couldn't be happier with the organization that is doing this spearheaded effort to beat the game yeah i'm it's, so it's an incredible excited. i dude i am I'm... <laughs> so i don't know if this is nitpicking or not but it's just an observation i'll say the lasers come down they come down at like a 90 degree angle like straight from above the person mm -hmm. so I mean, that just makes you think a little bit. Okay, so where is the laser coming from? Is it coming from one satellite? Probably not, because it seems like there's many following other people. Or is it just a roof above them? Mm -hmm. I'll tell you right now, Kyle, we don't know the answer. Yeah, we so they, we're all theorizing right now. And to go further into that, where exactly are they? I know we've theorized about this a lot. 
Are they in a simulation? So these lasers are just easy because you just fucking code it in there. Are they teleported forward in time? Okay, so this one I got to show my homework a little bit for. So the only reason I say forward in time is because the beginning of this episode when Arisu and Usagi are hunting the boars, Arisu says like, oh, like you need to see the big picture. Like I know that because I used to play Battleground or whatever. And Usagi's like, what? Battlegrounds from Hearthstone? So yeah, something nice. like that. And she's like, video games? And she's, and he's saying like, vi- games you play online. She didn't understand it. Now that can be taken as, you know, she was fucking climbing mountains, not spending time inside. But then when you go to the end of the episode. Wow. And, I never put this together. And Hatter is saying like, oh, you never heard of my my beach or whatever? Like, it was really popular. He says he was inside and only played video games but at the same time you've never heard of it like you're outside every once in a while true and and he was saying you used to be playing on the speakers on cars and that nobody does that happened like the 80s maybe like the 90s i'm i'm trying to think back to the isagi flashbacks but like it wasn't tv that was showing the dad's disappearance it was newspapers so that could time up well wasn't there a computer though I feel like I saw a computer. Maybe I don't not. vividly remember. I, I mean, I'll have to go back and check. And I'm sure there could be answers to these questions in so, some of the episodes. So essentially, you're you're theorizing or potentially putting it out there that these players in this dystopian world are plucked from different points in time, but put into the same Space. arenas. Yeah, I, I'll go a little bit further. Um, so I've been theorizing, trying to come up with why people are chosen, why they're there if it's completely random or not and the only thing i could think come up with was in the first episode chotes's mom is saying oh like tokyo's poisoned all this other stuff and it's like it's overpopulated and all this other thing and the three of them chota karbe and arisu all were skipping work when they met up and then they got teleported. Oh, so they're bums. Yeah. Uh, is it like the less society gets plucked out and removed to further, you know, genocide, humani- humanity? Well, see, I don't know about that because they, when they're talking about Agony, they say he was like a ex. Oh, he could have been. Officer. Well, he could have yeah. been a shitty Corrupted. person. Okay. But, okay. Because to, to go with the, the big boobs, um, she was cheating. Her, she was sleeping her way up the ladder. And that's she was she was literally wasn't she in the act? She, she in the shower yeah. exactly right after like yeah. a bad thing. So okay, that's but what, what about, about the, Usagi though? Yeah, that what about the old really lady from the tag game? I mean, Usagi was okay. The old lady on the tag game seemed like a bitch. That's she seemed true. like a lot that's of shit true. going on. She, she had was, a lot of time to be a bad person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean the the person who was the mowed down? Yeah, yeah the second yeah, time. Yeah. No, the old lady too that was mowed down and gets shot. Yeah, gets mowed. I think for Usagi, she was depressed, laying on the floor for bed. She was not doing anything. She she wasn't contributing to society. This is all theories, but like, I like it. Dude. No, I like, like it. I like you it. Are, it's good. You are a tinfoil hat guy, and I love everything. 99% of your theories, <laughs> I'm all for. <laughs> yeah. Seaplow or civil engineers were smart. Guys. I'll slap that with a vibe. Yeah. That was vibe? Good one. I vibe with that. Vibe. I, I vibe at very least with the, with the time stuff. Wow, dude. If that's right, people it. are going to say, call you out for reading the fucking mind. Uh, yeah. I swear <laughs> I didn't. So. I also like the arena idea because we did see in episode one how like the lasers really don't come from anywhere specifically. It's like, they do come from the same height, essentially. So it could be just like a, in a like a clear arena dome that just is always prepared. But they know. left Tokyo. Yeah, they can't. Huh? It's I'm so hard, but I love that. Theory. that up yeah, I, I love wanted that to bring that up. I was like, you know, they're coming from the sky. They're shooting right down in their forehead every single time between the eyes. Like it could definitely be a big dome. 
you know, a big arena or yeah. something yeah. in in only Tokyo. And it's like the a little bit of the external vicinity, I mm-hmm. guess, if they're able to like drive away. Do you have I another one? Are, are you good? Them. Uh no, that was all right. that was like all no, that four was awesome. of them mushed into one. Yeah. There. No, that's it. great. We loved it. So before we get out of here, we're gonna do a binge town special here. We have not been doing this for the first two podcasts, so we're gonna bring it back for Alki's first appearance on the <laughs> podcast. So Bank Kill Mary, everybody knows the rules. I'm gonna put a little spin on this one here, oh, and you have to answer this question as if you were just dropped into the game. And you were put onto the beach, and you have to answer this question real world and real implications. Okay. So okay. the three characters you have to choose between are Usagi, Kuina, and Anne. Who are you gonna bang? Oh, who are you gonna kill? And who are you gonna God, marry? So Ooh. And um, so I will go first. And I know we're talking real world consequences, but I'm gonna throw caution to the wind. Say fuck it. I'm going to marry Kuina. Because I just like Kuina a lot. Um, and then Paul's going to p- throw some fisticuffs right now. He's uh, holding it all. I, I really, <laughs> it's tough the next to next. Who to bang is tough because I feel like banging in could be, that's like high risk, high reward. Because you bang her and it's like, then we become friends kind of maybe afterwards. And it's like, whatever, we're kind of cool. And she's an executive. Or it's like we bang and she hates my guts and she's an executive and she wields this power over me. So I'm not going to take that risk. So I'll kill Anne mm. and then I'll bang Usagi because I she's she's nice, I guess. Well, I'm going to go second, but that that is some good answers there. I, I thought about taking that exact path, but I'm going to take the clout route. And I'm yeah. going to marry Anne for the sole reason that I want her to protect me in these games here. I'm following Anne until I die here. And then that leaves me to bang Kuina because Usagi's the new person. Killing Usagi. She has no pool here on the beach. Kuina's in there with white hair. Let's get it. Yeah, I'm going to somewhat similar. I'm going to marry Anne because, Kyle, you had that. You had that 50-50, what if she likes me, what if she doesn't? She'll like me. She'll yeah. like me. <laughs> I, I'm, I agree. If you marry her, yeah. She'll I like you. will satisfy her until the cows come home. <laughs> I uh, know you will. I know you will. <laughs> so I'm going to marry Anne and make sure that she protects the shit out of me in all the games. And I'm cool, fo- following her everywhere. Um, I'm going to marry Usagi. You know, you're going to marry two people now? Oh, my God. I'm going to marry all of them. I'm going to bang Usagi because... She she's keeps a it, nice. She keeps it toy. <laughs> she keeps it toy. <laughs> ah, for a second, I thought I was the only one who thought Usagi's hot. Nah, I like oh, Usagi. I love that. Reasoning. I said it last episode. It hasn't. We haven't put it out at this point yet. But I just stopped everyone. I was like, Usagi's hot, right? <laughs> hot, dude. Yeah. Uh, hot, and Queena gets the axe because hasn't done anything for me yet. Yeah. How All right. dare you? <laughs> we're gonna have. I think we're at different answers at this point in time because I am going to marry Usagi. Wow, because she's hot and she obviously <laughs> can, you know, she's good at games too. I mean, hot. just because Anne's smart, but you saw he's got some physical abilities that could help us out. Yeah, so sure. I'll do that. And so I definitely think, think, think yeah, she can climb this mountain. Oh, 100%. Look at, my, look at my fucking head. It's huge. <laughs> it's all brain in there, baby. Um, anyway, that leaves me to banging Anne because she's definitely way crazier in bed than Queena. So kill Queena. Have you seen Queena's hair? Queen's got dreads. Queen's done dude. nothing. And also, for I'm also going to say that she's we've already smoker. talked about You're how. A smoker. I'm not anymore. Same. She isn't either. 
fucker sucks <laughs> she's getting the axe but we already said it today like she didn't do anything in that game nor have we seen her do anything in game so i have no problem just that. throwing her to the winds that's fair we are on episode five i think my answers would change by episode yeah. eight but at this point in time queen against the axe and i bang, my answer and... was completely tailored around the knowledge we have up until episode five yeah yeah <sighs> okay right, new guy last but not least then <laughs> last is interesting because you hear everyone else go and well it changes change, your opinion you know? as you yeah my opinion's not really been changed. It's just really hard because you guys know me. And like, if I'm thinking about <laughs> real world implications, I'm banging all three, whatever. <laughs> but like, Are you saying that that's what would happen in the real world? Because I'm trying. I'm be- trying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yo, but like, all right, here's my, here's my dilemma, right? And I feel like I have to marry her because she's the highest of all those three. Wow. She'll protect me, you, you know? Usagi's bad as shit. <laughs> But what she has no beach clout, like Luke said, mm-hmm. but she's, you know, she's good survival. She can obviously hold her own in the game. So like me and her, we could probably, you know, if I bang her, like I'm the side bitch. It's fine. She's the side <laughs> bitch. She'll be on me. You know what I mean? But the thing is, honestly, I, I have no idea what you mean. <laughs> like she'll, she'll have my back. Cause she'll be in love with me. But okay. I'm married to Anne. Yeah. Yeah. Married to Anne so, yeah. like, oh, so this is totally like, this is very realistic for you. Yeah, yeah, it's all good though. Yeah, this happens all the time. Anyway, <laughs> but then Kawina, like, I'm I'm hesitant to kill her because of white hair's implications. Like, he's gonna come after me if I kill her because because he's gonna come. That's after a good me. point. You know what I mean? So I think I have to bang her and kill Usagi, which pains me so hard. Ah, we're in the same boat. Yeah, gonna... That's why I'm pissed. Luke said my answer, but like, you don't think he'd kill you for banging his girl either? Arisu? I think he doesn't oh, wait, oh, care. No, no, He's asexual or something. He doesn't care. Alkisu. If we're talking about Alkisu, <laughs> then yeah. Nah, bro, that's Alkikun. Alkikun. Alkisan. Repeat your answer again for me one more time. Uh, Mary Ann, bang Queen and kill Usagi. So we only have one similar Yeah, Me and Al have the same answer. I, actually, I honestly thought that Those every, are fun. I thought every answer was going to be marrying Ann bang Usagi killing Queen. That's why I thought no. you guys were all going to go. No, I'm dude. upset. I really don't want to kill Usagi, yeah. but if we're thinking about just right now, this episode, and yeah, I guess... I'm biased what I know about Queen. I love yeah. Queen. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know much, but I love her. So we'll she, get there. I, that's why, I mean, for me, it was I couldn't bang, just bang in and keep her alive. I couldn't take that risk of her going crazy. No, that was well thought out. Yeah. Not You can't bang in. She's a killer Mary. Yeah, yeah. She definitely was in a killer Mary tier. Yeah, but you can't kill... Well. The thing is, it's like, who's really got Anne's back? Like, we don't really know yet who's got Anne's back. She's kind of just like, I got her back. Really smart. Yeah. Front. You blow her back. Mm. <laughs> I'll throw her back. I'll out. kill you both. <laughs> just said that. All right, we're getting out of hand here, Dave. Take us home. All right, we're going to take it home here. So that was Alice in Borderland, episode five. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> I'm just... Wait, I'm take ready. it home. Yeah, man. I was not ready Wait, for it. it. I was not ready yeah. for it. All right, all right, all right. Can you just wrap that Right. Hey, uh, first, thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. This was really fun. Hopefully, I've earned my spot for the rest of Alice in Borderland. I if I haven't, so. I'll be pissed off. And, uh, <laughs> Quite the thing to it put was, on uh, air. It was uh, Kathleen's clout. birthday recently. Happy birthday, Kathleen. I know she's an esteemed member of the crew. So, mm. so um, yeah, it's uh, it was a pleasure, guys. Look at him brown nose and collecting brownie points. <laughs> Bro, and that's I all I do. It. I'm a politician. I respect it. All right, that's going to be it for this episode of Alice in Borderland. That was episode five. We are so. By the way, we are our next episode coverage will be episode six and seven. We're going to go back to that route. We just again, like I said in the intro, 
we just thought there was a lot to unpack in this episode. So next two episodes will be six and seven, and then we'll do a standalone episode of episode eight for the finale, just so we can get everything off our chest and let it all out. Be sure to check out our coverage of Shadow and Bone. Make sure you give Bidgetown TV a follow on Twitter, Instagram, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and the Spotify app. Check out our website, bingetowntv.com. We do have our merch line. I believe it is up on the website. So definitely go check that out. Once again, this is Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. We love you guys. Take us home, Dave. san mono no shio. You could do it better than that. All right. I was doing it better yeah. in the beginning, but now yeah. that I'm yeah. fucking all right. I think you messed up the syllables. Do it fast. Urusan. Uregiri mono no shio. I try doing it. I just want to hear myself do it. Put that in. Uragiri mono no shio. No, it was better than mine, honestly. Put it in. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.